Oh my goodness, it's already recording. Wow, that went fast. <laughs> Hello, it's the Mary and Joe show. And yes, this is Miss Chronic Chronicles. It is an interesting, very tired evening for me, let me just say. And um, finally sitting down. Hopefully, I'm going to get some thoughts off my mind. I have some salsa in front of me. I want to eat it, but I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> I'm smoking on some flow, which is from uh, the amazing Buds Limited. Can't say enough amazing, amazing things about this great collective dispensary shop, pot shop, whatever you want to call it, recreational. <laughs> but today was a really interesting day for me. I actually met an activist who is from Utah, who came into town specifically to sit down and have a conversation and to discuss how cannabis helps us. And I was able to take her to two of the shops in town, even though there are a total of six, and I cannot believe it, but there are, there really are. And um, it's, it's interesting because I will continue to talk about a lot of this. So I might as well just say it. I'm going to tell you guys. Cheers to that. Let's go ahead and smoke. <laughs> it's uh, the green joint that's on the other side of the interstate. And then you have the tumbleweeds, the regular dispensary, which then you also have the drive through tumbleweeds. And then you have the kind castle. And then you have buds. And... Did I mention the green joint? It's just ridiculous. Oh, to no, token teepee as well. It's ridiculous. There's six total. Six total. So who and what and how I have experience with these shops have to do with time. And my experience with certain medicines. So, I mean, let's be honest right now. If you're following my Instagram, you'll see that I just purchased my first dab rig, you would say, uh, a silicone um, dab dabber and a torch a mini torch and I've actually been uh, using CBD products a little bit more frequently which is interesting to me too and have recently reached out to some brand distributors who the marketing teams that I've reached out to have been amazing I really can't say negative things about anybody specifically at this point, but deep CBD relief and, or excuse me, deep relief CBD, <laughs> um, fusion coffee, and Buds Limited are the three companies at this current moment that have really taken and appreciated the efforts of me caring. But fusion uh, coffee is very, very exciting to me. I haven't even reviewed the product yet. I actually just got the product, but I'm in the talks with some other companies I'd like to mention, but because the products aren't in my home yet, the last thing I want to do is discuss a, a company I don't know anything about yet. But infused coffee beans, can you go wrong there? I don't think you can. <laughs> Along with all the other items that they sent, that was amazing. So you guys will have to Stay tuned for all those reviews, but I actually have had moment 
in the last few days that are better than a daydream, better than a deja vu, better than an idea. I actually in the last few days realized that the things that I've been wanting to do for the last few years, and if you were to ask me long term what would be fitting, I'm finally living it. And I mean this, even with the circumstances I've been given. Meaning, I'm allowed to create, I'm allowed to share, and the honesty that I give is only helpful to others. The respect and love and creative influence is only positive to others, and that's exciting to me. It's, it's really exciting to me. Um, I went to school for interior design. I wanted to redesign homes. Yes, the interior, but I also played with the ideas of getting a business degree on also going and taking additional classes for architectural and, you know, just knowing everything. But I didn't get to do that. But I do stare at the four walls that I'm in on a constant basis. And I do take note and heed of projections that I give and who I am. And it matters to me of what I share into this universe and who I give time and effort to. No different than if I had been able to fulfill all the career goals that I wanted. And to redo someone's home and to give them as I would say most of my life, the experience and therapeutic value of changing their lives. Literally, that was in my college paperwork sent into the school. And I wanted to be able to touch people in, in ways that no one else could, and it could be of their home. And I hate to say this, but it may seem silly to some, but I'm actually having a reflection of myself finally, where I'm like, you're going to do the best you can with the materials you have and you're still doing that. You haven't given up all those efforts. And the pain that I suffered through all the years that I didn't understand what I was experiencing, those were all moments. I looked someone else in the face, actually several people today who visited my home from Utah and could see the desperation they all had experienced by the money that they have to spend the medicine that they're taking this change in their life and not to mention let's please let's just bring this up and it's serious the doctor's efforts to influence their patients to try cannabis I said it I said it in Utah it is an encouraged situation to use cannabis if all other efforts are alleviated. A lot of doctors encourage it, but as some of the girls had said, there are situations where other doctors, if you even come into the emergency room with THC in your system, they refuse to treat. Now, how is that even, how is that even okay? And honestly, I believe it because I've been to New Orleans and and treat it like a drug addict when all I came in to the hospital with was malnourishment and THC. <laughs> and let me just be real. When you're trying to feel relief, when you've been able to smoke eighths at a lot more reasonable prices, and then all of a sudden you finally get to a point 
where um, you can be out of pain for maybe a few days and then you have a flare-up of whatever it is, if it's your intestines, if it's your body, whatever. You finally buy that eighth again you think you can afford in that place you really shouldn't be buying it, but the place you have to experience the pain. When I lived in Louisiana, I had lived in California many years prior to that and moved back to Louisiana after Katrina. So this is the second time that I was living in Louisiana and moving away from California and at that point became a patient so I became dependent on having medicine it's it's like I'm choosing my words how I say all of this so bear with me <laughs> I have a small <coughs> chihuahua that won't stop when <coughs> I forgot it is a full moon, is it not? <coughs> Excuse me. Yep. So yeah, I had some people come into town today who I was able to medicate with, show them my favorite store sit down for a few minutes and discuss the laws in each of our states, the political downfalls of what these laws do to each other, and how one person can affect, be affected by their medicine more significantly than another, because even down to the conversation of just like, I was, I was literally having a conversation with one of these people where I'm looking in my freezer and realize I have extra cookies, and I turn to one of them and I say, you know, it, it is a true fact that in Colorado, when you have a new neighbor, you do. You do hand them a cookie, a batch of cookies. <laughs> and it is true that if you have enough butter and not enough baggies, and you're going to make some cookies, you're going to decide to hand them over to your neighbors. It's not even a joke. It's real. And it is true that sometimes your babysitter or your... um maintenance worker or your um whomever delivery guy okay maybe i'm not talking about the postal workers okay <laughs> we're talking about delivery guy work for a private company it just hypothetically <laughs> it is true though that in colorado it is not strange to offer someone cannabis extend extended ex except they may often say, hey, I don't want your cash. You know, I actually, <laughs> I'm going to buy medicine anyway. Oh, you have medicine. You've already grown it. Well, well then. And it's not a purchase situation. It's literally you're giving him as a trade. And in Colorado, that's okay. It is actually okay. But in California, it's a different law. And in Nevada, it's different laws and Arizona, and Montana, and that's my point. That the laws are different in every single person's state, region, city, da, da, da. Because even down to, and I'll bring it up, the Stoner Mom, she's a great uh, advocate for the community, and you can check out her new uh, cannabis company. It's a hemp company. Um, 
the happy flower company. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is, and I'll put her links below. The interesting enough part of all this is even down to having hemp and all the laws in, involved with that are not as straightforward as just being a resident of this great state of Colorado. The same goes for someone in Nevada and other places that don't get the same, um, let's put it this way, each state is handling the hemp laws differently. It's real. So if, unless you educate yourself, which is what I'm starting to realize, I was like, oh my gosh, for the last few days, 100%, I have been like having these nostalgia moments where I'm like, yo, yo, you spiffiness right now doesn't feel like it's spiffy, Missy, but you know, you're definitely more spiffy than you used to be. <laughs> and it's the truth that I have this like growth spur going on with who I am and creativity wise and what I'm sharing and you know, let's be real, who I'm reaching out to in the world we live in and how open and honest and so on and so forth and giving I am because the dynamic of who I am has changed. So again, I saw myself in this amazing activist only because not as a mother, but so much as a person that has undiagnosed situations going on in her health and also un. Um, manage treatment at this point and she's doing the best she can with what she has and she makes her own medicine to the best of her ability and thus I come back to another amazing person I must bring up the creative intuitive person I did a podcast with recently and hope to have on this great podcast very soon um, yes she also is doing the best she can with the health she has and the medicine she can make with the money and the time, the effort, everything, so on, etc. <laughs> and so on, etc. And the facts are that I remember a time when I had to stretch an eighth for a month. My situation now is that I bought um, quarters for $2 today. Yep, you heard me. Actually, one was Northern Lights. The other was, uh, what was it, Queen Killer? Killer Queen? Let me see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Sour Jack as well. Now, all of the things I'm sharing right here are just realizations. Two, three years ago, six years ago, I had not a clue of where I was going to be now. But this is exactly the road I've been trying to get down. So... I have an offer to purchase this house that I'm living in. And the profit of the house would be significantly higher than what I'm actually purchasing it for. But I got a notice on the gate the other day that it's going to go up double if I don't purchase by September. So that's pretty sincerely strange for me to realize that maybe... Everything is happening for a reason. And, you know, the networking won't hold me back. It's not that. It's just a matter of branching out in the right ways and connecting with a lot of you out there. And if you're listening and you are a product that I have, wrote, you know, re written to, reached out to, um, understand quite significantly that this road I am climbing up is very tall. <laughs> and the, the end result of what I hope to do is big things. Big, big things. 
And a lot of these um, companies I've been talking to have been absolutely shocked that I am not asking for money. Well, the facts are is that I'm not asking for money because I just want people to feel relief. Is that too much to ask for? See, that pays off in big dividends. Personally, I feel like I can sleep better at night knowing everything I give time and energy to has purpose. And it's bigger than me or how much I have in the bank. So yes, there may come a time and a point where someone is offering me some kind of promotion to do some kind of advocacy of whatever product. But the facts are, I've come to a point where I'm actually in a good place where I don't need anyone to pay me to care about a product. If I reach out and decide to care about a product or a product is put in my face and I appreciate it and want to do something to share it, that's the choice I have and it feels really nice that I don't need to be paid for that. Because these are things that I'm actually seeing if they help me. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> and I said, I said a long time ago, you know what would be amazing? I'd like to be able to promote products that help myself and I can share with others. So, I don't know. Is, is the world giving me all the juice I've been squeezing for so long? Is it finally running? Even if it's small little drops, one by one, it's a big pot of something at the end you can add some sugar to. Make something out of it. Yep. It's weird. It's, it's nice not to want. Do you know what I mean? Like, you could give me a lot. But monetary-wise, um... Even in relationship at this point, I am so significantly happy with the fact that I am. It's like, it's kind of like when you're comfortable with yourself, you're just looking for something that helps you be a better version of yourself. And if you start to feel like you've lost track of that, it's a dangerous ground to be on, not just for yourself, but for the person you're trying to have something with. And there have been things in my life recently have changed and it's for, um, let's see, for less words to be said, I feel very comfortable with the fact that I know that things happen for a reason, but being upset about it, I haven't, I think I've just finally come to a place where I can't get upset anymore. I learn, I move on. It's like, man, when you were laid off so many times and you go to so many job interviews, let me tell you how seriously that feels the same with the relationship. Because you give your all. If you are literally, how much different is a relationship with a job than a relationship with the person you're trying to fall in love with or do? You, you have to like grieve it too if you lose it. Right? That's where I've come to, at least. And the only thing I can say is, there was a time where I could literally record myself and feel like I couldn't see the, the thing that was being recorded. And that may sound strange for some viewers, listeners, such and so and so forth. <laughs> but no, I mean it. Like, there was a time where I would make content and I would look back and be like, that's not you. But the alignment of who I was, 
I didn't know that I wasn't maturing enough at that point. I hadn't become refined enough with how I felt about the circumstances. And those situations, the pain is ridiculous. I can't even witness that content. That's how disturbing it's. That's the facts. When I go back, I'm like, I hurt so much, I can feel it again. So I literally imprinted the pain on video form. Where I'm at now, when I look at the videos, I don't have any... I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm detached from that kind of feeling. And I think it's really, really huge for me because I've wanted that for a long time, which is it could be healthy and it could not be healthy. And I, I can, I have major feelings for the other person, but it's a feeling of like, I just know that this is not helping them and this isn't helping me. That's the part that's hard. It's like, why the hell would I want to hurt someone if they're hurting me too? It could just be by, def- by a, what's the word? Association. It's not an intentional, it's an association to the circumstances. Like, I can't help this person be happy enough. And by default, it's making me unhappy. That's, that's the facts. That's it in a nutshell. And it hurts me. It hurts me a lot. And so the person that I was many years ago having such emotional, true, and it has been going on for a very long time. I'm in such a different place now where I, like, don't want any new pain. And that's a real, huge realization. Man, you know? (laughs) You know what the circumstances, when you love someone and you, um, you cry yourself to sleep, I pretty much have signed off on that for a long time ago, where now I, I cry myself asleep to the point of not needing others to be happy. And I think that's so fucking important. If others are affecting my happiness that, that significantly, how on earth, unless it's their own um, care, welfare, is what, I'm, what I fucking care about. Like I said, if I'm not making it any easier, why the hell am I doing this too? If, seriously. That's low vibration, and I've spoken about that before. So, again, what I'm saying is once I finally have, like, had that light bulb turn on the last few days, I'm like, oh, yeah, now I see why I I like what I'm seeing. It's because I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right this second. So the nuts and the bolts are a little loose to how I want to be in my life long term. But I think it's the road. I think I've, like, oh, yeah, I see that path again. Just keep going forward. And I will forever care as much as I can but to involve my daily emotional energy and theirs to my to me is scary to the facts so I've kind of come to a point where I'm like I'm not sure what's going to happen I wonder about who I am going to be <laughs> later down the road like hello to me now hello to you future <laughs> you know that person like I don't know 
what's going to happen. But it's nice to not have to also intertwine and mesh them, quite literally, because I don't have the confusion. This is like a realization. I don't need the answers. I will figure them out, which is so exciting. Before I needed the answers, and it was because I was dealing with such deception with the person I was dealing with. It was unbelievable. It was hard to believe. And I've had a pattern of that deception, of accepting the deception. So that transition in my reality and my open world, you know how easy it is to throw away junk now? I take that in like a big spectrum. Like, I can't hold on to things anymore when it comes to even objects that I think are toxic for me because I am nurturing trash. Take that metaphor in. Not people, I'm talking about objects, okay? But then when you nurture situations that are not healthy, it's like in throwing the trash of what you want to change on top of you. It becomes smothering. So it's not like their funk, it's you suppressing how unhappy you may be. And at this time in my life, I just think that I need to, to focus on people who want to be in my life, period. And don't want to see me struggle with being okay with being happy. <laughs> Is that a problem? It shouldn't be, but it seems to be. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, it's, I've been a mother for three years now. And the new problem with being a mother, and I mean this, <laughs> with relationships, is that these relationships, either it's just me, or the relationships I have put myself in front of seem to feel like um, they want me to be their mother. And the relationships I had prior to being a mother, they wanted me to be their best friend. So I'm just sorry. Just because I was not a mother then, you know, why do I have to be your only? Like, how is smothering okay? And I feel this way about business, like with connecting, with networking. Like, I really want to see other people progress in what they do. And when you, like, the only thing I've learned about YouTube that is so serious is when other YouTubers, in the many relationship senses, they treat it like a courting ceremony. <laughs> like we're supposed to date. No, dude. We got a life. And you need to be able to keep making your content without me. And that's where I went wrong. And I actually had to leave YouTube. It's so uncomfortable I felt like I was literally having to play out these people's unfulfilled happiness. There's no way else to explain that. And there was a time where I didn't have medicine. And there were YouTubers that were incredible, I can't mention names, that came through for me. And there are times in my life now where I have people local who need medicine and I have no problem handing it over because I have so much now. But that's a weird freaking experience to be okay with. It's a weird experience to me very weird and it and it's liberating there's not a lot of loss in that it's like handing the torch and you know you don't know if that torch will be hand or thrown down on the ground and burnt out but it's the effort that makes you feel 
that you're doing the right thing. So, again, again, when you've been in a relationship and it doesn't feel like the effort's going anywhere and it feels like you're hitting walls and the frustration's playing in, in, in a cycle and then you have solitude and you realize, okay, unfortunately, I was trying to very much mother or best friend it and you know, I really want someone to be very happy that they have me. Not so much of what I can do for them. Just be happy for the fact I'm here. Just sit in the movie theater with me, metaphorically. If I can find a mate like that who's excited to just be in life with me, to be in the sidecar (laughs) and not tell me how to drive, I really, really think that that will work. (laughs) But... I want someone who wants to get involved and it's so freaking hard to find that being someone who is on social media and I don't want to be married because now I'm like so stuck in this thought. It's like I will have such a good steady process that I often believe that many of these situations are hindering. They're no longer positive because meaning marriage I feel like relationships should be what the goal is, not getting the the card to hold someone down. And believe me, a contract wouldn't stop me to leave someone. Let me be honest. (laughs) For real. And I wouldn't want anyone else to feel like a contract could hold them back from me either. That's just the facts. We live in a different time. And my mother never gave me advice to get married. Her advice was to not have kids. Her advice to me was to uh, do everything you want to do. Do it all. I'm listening. I'm a listening. So I hope a lot of you have appreciated this little chit-chat of conversation. I hope you use it in your own context in life because I will not ever share information unless I feel like it's worthy of helping someone else. That's just the truth. If you haven't caught on at this point, you're slow. (laughs) I don't share things to be a drama queen or any of that shit. And a lot of people tend to believe that. Like, even down to, like, how quickly someone responds to something on social media. We're going to get into that in another chat. I just noticed that my pipe is scratched. That's terrible. Well, anyway. Yeah, it's hard for me to, like get outside my head because I'm a very realistic person so as strong point as I give for others I like to share to myself so if I share anything about relationship even public that's saying a lot because that's how I live my life and those people know it they've experienced it so yeah it's um it's become summertime I have slowly started to get my yard to a better point. And as I was cleaning out my grow, which a lot of you out there, if you're listeners from the beginning of this podcast are just new to me, definitely check out some earlier podcasts because I was discussing the harvest very much so on my, um, on this podcast, (laughs) but I had so much crop and I had so many moments of just feeling great and um when I went into my 
backyard to start like, you know, pulling weeds and getting there. Amazingly, I found a very mature female that was just hanging out and had been growing amongst the dandelions. And I wish I was kidding. I'm not. So it's amazing. I'm not, I don't wish I was kidding. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I pull all the weeds back. Metaphorically, I have a moment with the spiritual being and I have a little conversation with it. And I, because I believe plants hold a lot of energy. They're growing, living beings. Let's be real. And amazingly, amazingly, as I examine it, I realize how freaking healthy it is. Let's just be real about the conversation. It was like, please grow. You're beautiful. Don't turn out to be a male. <laughs> We're going to be buddies. I'll clone you. I'll make friends. You want a friend? <laughs> you want a sister, brother? Don't have a brother. No. Anyway, I think what had happened was when I harvested in the dark, in the wet, on my birthday, um, the cookies... Uh, plant that I had chopped down I tried to only chop it halfway so I had left some branches in there and I actually dug up the plant and tried to bring it back it ended up root root rotting and dying no good no good anyway the seeds happened to be snowed on we had a snow very early I almost want to say the end I think it was Halloween or a little bit after Halloween it was very early this year and um excuse me, last year. And it was October 6th when I turned 33. And that's when I took my little, I hate to say it, it was a sandwich knife, you know, just the surrogated, like very small, like dangerous, snap in half, made between plastic. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That one. And, uh, like I said, I dug my little hand in the rain and, you know, sawed it off. Six plants, might I add. (laughs) And hung them wet, turned on the air, heater actually, it was the heater, and fans, yes. And then I had to leave town the next day, and then I came back six days later, but I had a neighbor who was drying out my house, but that whole time I didn't know there were seeds in the ground. One of the seeds took, and it grew. And like I said, this thing is like about three, almost four feet tall. It's shocking. So, again, at a point in my life many years ago, I would have dreamed of what I'm telling you guys. I would have dreamed of it. It's amazing to me. This is why this beautiful moment in my life I'm so appreciative. And I'm just, I'm looking to have beautiful things happen. I'm not looking to bring others down and to hold others back. And it really makes me sad that I think a lot of people are misunderstanding of who I am and what I am trying to do in my life, which is to live my life and to love, to be loved, to share love. (laughs) The one thing that is like the most devastating about I guess having to move away from California or moving away from Louisiana has been like, I have a lot of love for a lot of people and it's not romantic. It's sincerely soul. I get really sad at times when I look at Facebook because 
that's where my family is, you know, and that's the facts. I can't just go there with my medicine. I can't even go to Texas. I can't even go anywhere with my medicine because technically I would be taking risk. And, um, who says yes, no, our government, <laughs> not worth it for my child. Thank you. So there are days and years and moments and seconds and laughs and pictures and births and deaths and yep, that I will never be able to experience some of these people that I love and that sucks and people I never get to meet why? the laws are what they are so I just explained at the beginning of this podcast that I was able to meet someone today who was very inspirational and I cannot believe this has only been 36 minutes how is that possible? <laughs> I'm getting so good at the quick ones Instagram <laughs> no but um How is it possible that in this time, in this space, we're also having social media be completely attacked, yet there are all of these moments in history that are happening, changing dynamics slowly. And at some point, just like people who want wine can go to another state and buy that wine, hopefully there'll be that kind of same, I guess, stigma. <laughs> Like Colorado and California and Washington and so on and so forth. Have now where you can just go to that state and find that strand that you need and medicate. While you're in that state. I guess visiting your family or your friends or going to Disneyland. <laughs> right? Going camping. Whatever. Technically you're not allowed to do that here. Yes, you heard me. Especially in forest areas. Are you crazy? <laughs> no good. No good. No. Um, yes, yeah, so you should live in the mountains so you have your own private forest. Yes, I said it. <laughs> no. Um, I think there's a time and a space for things to grow. And I have a feeling that it all happened in the right time. But I feel like I am very misunderstood at times. And yet I'm understood so much. And I have these moments where I'm like, screw it. I'm going to be as loud as F. I'm going to go all the way. And when I do that, it always makes good waves. But you know what? I don't feel like I can. How do I put this? There are different lanes on the highway for a reason. And if the people in the slow lane just want to take the slow lane and I am in the fast lane. And I expect all those slow people to somehow figure out how to get in the middle lane. And then merge over and stay at the speed I am. Conceptually, right? Do I really believe that they're going to be able to stay at the... No. Is it going to annoy them that I'm going real fast? Yep. Where are we going? Forward. Where to? Death. It's fact. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like I can't give anybody... Um, I don't get mad at people that don't understand who I am. Even if it seems like I'm in the slow lane because they're in the fast lane in their mind. Because I might be in the middle lane in their mind. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's all interpretation to who, where we're going and who and what. And what's your, what's your sign? 
metaphorically. I, I hold no grudges towards people who don't understand me or love me anymore or figure out that I love them too or don't or do, whatever. I don't hold grudges because it doesn't help anyone. And I even had moments recently I was like, you know, I think it might even have to do with like when you at an early age really do look at your body and you accept it. Your body's not who you it's like the it's the fucking cards you're given. I hate to be so intense about it, but like when you finally get to that point, man. I think oh I remember here, this is a great thing to add to the podcast. I remember a time where I cried for things. Yes, you heard me. Katrina. I remember a time when I cried for a tennis bracelet that I lost when I was, what, 15, 16, something like that. At a dance that my mother gave me. No, I actually got it at 16. It was a sweet 16 gift. And then I lost it at the dance. It was a homecoming dance. Yep, I lost the tennis bracelet. Oh, I think I only had it a few weeks, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. So, yeah, I think it was like an early birthday present. Oh, did I mention I've been looking for it to this day to buy another one? Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I've cried over stupid materialistic shit where you have no control over it because it's so sentimental. I've cried over corsets that I don't own anymore, but it was like $100 at Victoria's Secret, and I'm sure I could find it. Do I still cry over that shit? No. But I care. I really do. About experience. It's again what I'm saying. it's, It's not materialistic. It's memories. It's facts. It's... I remember why I was so upset about that tennis bracelet. Is I wanted to be able to take pictures with that bracelet... At the dance, and I was given it for, I think, a birthday present early that I would also wear at my party. And I think I remember something to the extent of the party had to be on a separate day because the dance itself was on my birthday. So something to that extent of like I had it early. So the whole conundrum of everything I'm explaining is circumstances in one spectrum in time and place vibrationally even can change to circumstances how many years later I am what is that 19 years ago when all that was going on yeah like sweet 16 moments you know what I mean so mm. Maybe going on 19 years. I'll be 34 this year. That's a moment. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like it could be a good year. Mm, Should be. If I keep on my my game with being exactly what needs to be real. And it's uh, this is another year of my life. It's I really, really, really hope that in 10 years from now. I can look back. And it'll be like a flip book of exactly what tasted right and smelled good and looks good and feels good and the experience needed to happen kind of moments. Like, I want that. 
to be with the last 10 years when my son is 13 years old. That's what I want. You know, I don't live with regrets and I can definitely say that, you know, (laughs) it's no different than when you change the curtains and decide, okay, your spectrum needs to change. I don't know if that's why I'm able to just reflect in different ways, but it's like throwing your poop at the wall. It's, it's trash, the emotions. You need to do something with the person, make art out of that pain, learn something from it, you know, read a book that's going to bring you out of the hole. I know that seems very silly or cliche in a sense, but what I've been learning over this last, I would say, solid three years, because when I look back at the Rachel that I was, um, let's say literally two or three months before I had my son and the Rachel that I am now, I'm very proud of her, but she also has given way too much energy to other things, meaning caring about the small stuff. I really have wished, oh, it's going to cut me off in 60 minutes. Okay. (laughs) I really have wished, uh uh-oh, I'm on phone. Okay, I got 15 minutes. (laughs) Keep on the eye on the clock, it says. Yeah, I really wish that um that I had traveled more. Even though I've been to a lot of places, it's not over with. I know that, but it's just frustrating because I don't really even want to go anywhere right now in this time and space, and that's the facts. Like I was very aware somehow in my mind when I had traveled. I'm talking outside the country that that time period would be very very sacred. And it would not be the same brilliance as what I was expecting. Like, it's like looking at a beautiful new chair and being like, I love you, chair. I'm going to love you for a long time. And then you see the chair slowly age with life. <laughs> I, I just somehow felt that way. And it didn't seem like dramatic. But now, you know, as far as like us looking at what's happening, all over the world right now it's a pretty um intense reality so globally how secure do I feel not at all at this point because I'm not a fan of our government at this time and the way that they're handling things and people but that's not what this podcast is gonna end on so what I am um excited about is at least the people who no matter what Walls are coming forth when it comes to the cannabis community. We have been tried. We have been uh, thrown down in blocks so many times. We have a very good way of getting ourselves, dusting ourselves off and moving forward. It is, It has been war for us. For the sick people and for the people who don't understand, you will one day. Your perspective will change. Um... As small as it seems, I appreciate everybody who's put some effort and time to listen to these podcasts. And if you're new here, please say hello. Find me on Instagram. Find me on Twitter. I've been posting a lot of stuff, but I've been having a few days to myself, so that's what happens. But, um, raw and real, here it goes. 
I'm sure the coughs were a little loud in this podcast, and I'm so sorry about that all, but I'm tired. And I also eat with some chips, some Walmart chili. Um, it's like a hint, lightly chilied salt, Chilean salt, something like that. It's so yummy. And I made some pico de gallo. It's pretty amazing. I think I'm going to try to watch something on TV and go my booty to sleep. So stay tuned for some clips from the visit. Um, and um, hopefully I will have that amazing activist, lovely Utah Kanamom that I mentioned briefly on this podcast tonight. Along with the Creative Intuitive very soon on my podcast as a guest. Along with some other amazing people. And all the new people that are following me on Instagram. Thank you so much for the private messages and the chit chats. Um, and even the shares. I appreciate that. So, I'll let you guys go before I yawn again. It's happening. <gasps> hmm. Stay tuned. I'll be more awake. It's been a long day. Yeah. I'm sure I forgot a lot. But yeah. Shared a lot too. You guys have a good evening, day, wherever you're at. And until the next podcast.